Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shi'or. of this week, Friday, the Shabbos in the Chutzlaretz, outside of Eretz Yisrael is Matas and Masay, in Eretz Yisrael is only Masay, which is, Baruch Hashem, Zachino, to Chazak of Chumash Bamidbar. Chazak being, of course, as you know, Chazak, Chazak, Chumash Chazak, Cry, which we call out to strengthen, and one should always bring the strength about to each and every Jew, especially when it comes to learning Teda and doing mitzvahs. As we said. This Friday is a Shkedesh of Shkedesh Menachem of and it's the beginning of what's known as a period of the nine days. The nine days from Shkedesh of until Tisha B'Av have its slew of laws an interesting slew of laws at that and there are those that have different opinions of course of how the laws work the Ashkenazi and the Sephardi approach The different customs, which we'll hopefully soon attend to, as we say. Prior to everything, we spoke about Chazak, Chazak, Venis Chazak. This is the end of the Chumash Bamidbar. The last Pasuk, Eilah HaMitzvah, HaMishpatim, HaShetziv HaShem, Biyad Meisha. These are the Mitzvahs and the Mishpatim, the laws that were commanded to. God through the hand of Mesha commanded God through the hand of Mesha to the Bnei Yisrael Ba'arav Ismeyav Ayyadin Yerechei Ba'arav Ismeyav Ayyadin Yerechei So how does this tie in with the beginning of Chumash Bamidbar? We all know that prior to the giving of the Teda Chash Baruch asked for a guarantor who's going to guarantee my commodity known as the Teda and the Eden presented all different types. The fathers are for this one and that one, and nothing was accepted. Till finally they said, Benenu Arevim Etano. Our children will be our guarantee. And this Hashem agreed to. We learned Torah, Pshat, Remez, Drush, and Said. We explained this many different times, different 
phrases, different ways of studying and translating Tera. The, the Drush of the explanation here of our Pasuk, interpretation of our Pasuk, goes to the exact same dialogue of Kabbalah Satera. These are the commandments and ordinances that were given through Mesha to the children of Israel. Be'arvais Mo'ov with the guarantor. Arvais doesn't ultimately mean with the on the plains of Mayav, but also on the word Arvais comes from the word Arevus, which is the guarantor. Mayav by our fathers. The word Yardin comes up to two different words, which is Yad Ner, handle and a candle. Haha, <laughs> rhymes. A hand, excuse me, a hand and a candle. And the Pasuk is saying, Al Yad. Not just Yardin, but Al Yad next to or through the concept of Ner, the children who are the candles of our fathers. Through that, the children the children of Israel, the Israel was Zecha to turn them into Yerechei. The word Yerechei also comes from the word Reach, aroma, which implies the Torah received with, thanks to our parents, offering the children the candles as a surety and will provide Yerechei, which will bring spiritual contentment to the Eden. And the beginning of the Torah, the beginning of Chumash Bamidba starts off, Mesha speaks in the tent as Sinai, Bamidbar Sinai, which was still in the wilderness of Sinai, specifically where the Torah was given, and it's also read always in the time of Pasha Shavuos, which is Matan Torah, and therefore we have the closing and the opening of the Chumash Bamidbar coming together into hand in hand, teaching us. That the lessons of Teda teaching us the value of Teda and teaching us how we need to connect not only on a daily basis but on every minute in our lives needs to be connected with Teda and Mitzvah and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. to this we say Chazak, Chazak, Venis Chazik. May Hashem give us strength and give us all strength to be able to overcome all our trials and tribulations and be able to do and fulfill all the Tayla and Mitzvahs that we can possibly handle, that we can possibly come across, that comes our way. <coughs> but most importantly, to be able to overcome the obstacles that unfortunately come our way, that come across, that we come across, that we face on a constant basis, on a daily basis, on a moment basis, every day of our lives, that we should be able to mm-hmm. overcome them. And not succumb to any of these hardships, not have to face any of these hardships, but rather simply be able to have what we call smooth sailing in our Teda, in our mitzvahs, and be able to connect 
with our fellow Jew. be able to become again to be able to follow through with the Am Yisrael Bnei Yisrael the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to see his kindle, his children Chumash Amidbar always finishes in the time of what's known as the three weeks. As we spoke last week, and we'll speak with today as well, something in the Hilchas Beis HaBechira, something from Micheskel, something from Mishnayis Midas, and something from Hilchas Beis HaBechira in the Rambam. It's a Shem This time of the year, is a very, very important time to emphasize the mitzvah, most important of all mitzvah, such as Avas Yisrael. Love of a fellow Jew unconditionally. Love a fellow Jew as you love yourself. To say the least, that's very hard. <clears throat> it's right up there with not saying Lashon Hara. to be able to look at a fellow Jew without knowing who they are what they are what they've been through what they've done and to have complete faith complete total love for the fellow Jew as if you love yourself and then the level higher than that is to know who the person is to know their shortcomings and to know their flaws etc etc and yet to love them as you love yourself and then one level higher than that is to have somebody that actually gives you cause to not like them or to even hate them and to be able to conjure up within yourself the true depth of what Teda is supposed to mean and what Teda is supposed to give us and actually to love that person totally and be able to totally forgive in your heart and in your soul everything the person ever did and obviously when one knows that the person repented for doing it the person feels bad and has penance and is acting a total different person Mm -hmm. becomes a total different person lives a total different life now then obviously it's that much easier to forgive as you see the person is now a changed person, a different way of life, a different approach. May we all be able to find schusen, merits in each other, merits in our fellow Jews, and be able to accept them for who they are, accept them for what they are, especially now in the three weeks in the time where the mourning that we mourn today is due to the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, first and the second and we know of course that the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash was because of Sinas Chinam unwarranted hate so the person says okay 
Sinas Chinam. If it was for nothing, I understand. Destroy the temple, destroy the Besamidash. What is the good reason for it? Good reason to hate that person. Tells us the tale to love a fellow Jew like you love yourself, there is no condition. It doesn't say only if. It doesn't say any kind of writers as we call them. It says straightforward. We have to We have to understand each and every one of us has an Ashama Tahira. Each and every one of us has an Ashama that we're given from Akadish Baruchu. And although the neshama may have done so, the body may have done something wrong, the body may have swayed, strayed, the body may have done something that even hurt other people, or hurt the family, or hurt whoever they may have hurt. We need to daven that the person does tshuva. We need to daven that the person can come to themselves and find themselves, so that they too can connect Baruch Hu, the way that one needs to connect. And in this merit, may we find Taka the Geula Mitzvah Vashlema, May we find peace, tranquility. May we be able to come about. May we be able to see what Klal Yisrael really stands for. May we be able to see what the mission that we have on this world is really about and that we ultimately bring about the Gula Amitiz Vashlema the Vayis Shlishi Beis Amitiz Vashlishi in Yerushalayim Yerakedesh and may it be these days Yehofchu Yom Eilu L'Sosin L'Simcha we pray that these days be turned over to days of joy and happiness and just as we pray that that happens may we also pray that we should turn our hearts over to anybody that we don't yet feel the proper and the true love for them and we should be able to accept be able to embrace each and every Jew like to say hey to Hashem Kitev Kitev Chasdei, my daughter, our daughter, Dvarleya Baruch Hashem, became a kala last night. It's a wonderful boy, Daniel Dani Zacharia from Flatbush. Hey to Hashem Kitev Kitev Chasdei. Thank you, Hashem, for this wonderful, wonderful miracle. As we now, Baruch Hashem, embark on the next wedding that we're making for one of our children, may we merit to merit marry off all of them, and the wife and I should take them all to the chuppah gizun to hate with feilecheherza. And uh, as people like to say, with full keshness. Let's focus on Parsha. 
before we go on to focusing on Pasha is easier said than done as we say in America um, hasn't been a we haven't been able to overindulge in our sleep this week but Baruch Hashem Hashem should give us Kayach only for such things. So we'll try to concentrate and get through get through this year. Before we go out and embark on our regular scheduled program. Towards the end of Matis very interesting story. The Eden are preparing to go into Israel to go to conquer the land of Israel. In their preparation, two Shvatim, two and a half Shvatim actually present themselves to Mesha. And they say, listen, we conquered Sichim, we conquered Oig, which is the other side of the Yardin still. We have a lot of sheep. We have a lot of flock. And the pasture here is very good. You mind if we stay here? Give us the land over here and we'll divide up between Ruben God and Chatz Shevet Menashe, half of Shevet Menashe, and we'll settle here in the land. Can't say Chatz Shalom Mesha got angry because Mesha, Mesha, holding the Shama like Mesha Beda didn't get angry. But Mesha expresses his concern and says, What's wrong with you? Your brethren are going to fight now to conquer the land. And you're going to sit here eating bonbons, watching your sheep get fat. Where does this make sense to you? You're not going into that cell so that you don't have to, so you can avoid the battle. The phobia? It's not really what he said, by the way. He wanted to know, bottom line, where is your Avas Yisrael? Where is your love for your fellow Jew? You're sending them into the battlefield and you yourselves are going to sit here and just live off the fat of the land? Immediately they answered, no, 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 Anachnu, we're not like that, we're not that type of people. We're going we're going to go in with you. We'll set up our kids here, our children here, and our wives, our sheep. We'll build what they need here. And then we're going to go on the forefront forefront of the battle, and we're going to battle, and we won't leave until everybody's settled. Until the battles are all won. They didn't have to wait until everybody settled, which was 12 years later. The years of battle, we're going to be there with you, we're going to leave everybody behind, and we're going to fight. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu acquiesced to their, to their suggestion, to their request, and in they went. The land now became the quest that they had, actually. Did they not want to go into Israel? 
What happened here? Let us scrutinize actually the question itself. First of all, in his sharpness, Mesha tells them, you guys are like the Meraglim. You're like the spies already. They also said bad things not to have to go into their land. We suffered 40 years for that already. What's this whole dialogue? What's this all about? Mesha went literally ballistic on them and then afterwards he fulfills their request Therese Chassidus explains the Shvatim chose to be Ruven and Menashe Ruven God Menashe chose to be shepherds this doesn't really take much away from your daily schedule and a person can technically sit and learn Tate all day. What was the behind the scenes que- question that they really had? Request. To stay on the other side of the yard, far from worldly mundane things so they can totally develop, devote themselves to sit and learn Tate and serve God when Moshe Rabbeinu heard this he reminded them again of the Chet HaMeraglim the sin of the Meraglim, the spies they too did not want to go into the mundane world of Eretz Yisrael where they need to work on the fields and take away time from sitting and learning Tate and devoting themselves to Avedis Hashem But this ultimately backfired and expressed itself in something that was totally against what God wanted. Sakaj Baruch created the world so that the Yidden should sanctify it, should make it holy. By detaching oneself from physical, mundane, worldly things and not involving ourselves in elevating each and everything that we come across, you're not, you're not fulfilling your, your mission. So that's the case. Why is it that once Shevet Ruven, God Ruven, and Hef Shev Menashe acquiesced to going out, they accepted to go out and to, to fight, they all of a sudden got a stamp of approval To not have to go into the Holy Land 
and not have to physically do do mitzvahs that are involved in physical realm of world. And the answer is, Klal Yisrael generally is divided in two parts. The Bala Esik and the Yeshua'el. The people that go to work and the people that sit and study Teda. Just like the Bal Esik, through him, They imbue, they plant the concepts of Kedusha in the physical mundane world. Then on the other hand, we also need the Yeshva'eho. We need the people sitting and studying Teda that give over their entire life to serving Hashem. B'nai God, Ruvain, Rasha, they asked to be Yeshve'el. There's Bala Eisek in the Yeshve'el, we want to be the Yeshve'el, we want to sit here and study his Mentele. Meshe Beda suspected that they're not looking at the real approach of the Yeshve'el, and they really want to just detach themselves from from the brethren. And this, therefore, in the time that all the Yanam of Lim Teda will be the source of the resting of light and life to the entire nation. Thereby becoming a total recluse from what had to happen. Therefore, Mesha did not take kindly. But after they proved they're ready to give up their lives for the Holy Land. To be chalutzim, to be soldiers, to be on the forefront. Yeah, he looked away from the concept, from the fact that they said they wanted to be Yeshua'el. And they didn't, they, he didn't look at it saying that all they want to be is couch potatoes. Now, <laughs> people that just sit... <coughs> study all day long they were ready to make the world and elevate the world therefore Moshe decided to give them and agreed to give them their inheritance on Evrayadim little battles ensued and a fellow named Yoyer ben Menashe who conquered the city of Egmel Chabashim and the Torah says, Yerbe Menashe went out and he captured their Chavisehem. And they were called Chavisehem. What's Chavisehem? Rashi explains, Little stetlach, cities, surrounding little townships. But elsewhere we see in the Torah, in Devarim, when the Torah talks about this battle itself in particular, the 
battles, the conquerings of Avon and Yardin. Talks about a Shetlech Godel, a bigger piece of land that was conquered through Yair. And there it says, Yair be Menashe Lokiches Kol Chevel Argei Veikreisim Al Shmei Saboshon Chavis Yair. He conquered this big mass, this piece of land, called it his name. What was it called? Chavis Yair. Little before that, Taylor describes what's Hevel Argoiv. Sixty cities. Sorry. Four. What is Hevel Argoiv? They placed the ear on the city on Hever Argave, cities that were sit, set up and situated with big towers and big walls. Whereas here, he depicts the Rashi and picks it as they were little shtetlach. We're definite that Yair conquered Hevel Argave. Massive cities. With all the 60 cities and little. everything that's in it. Why is it called in his name? Why did he call Dafka the Kvarim, the little cities, the Shtetlach, that were around them and not the big cities itself? Ash explains if Yishayelebanim, he had no children. Therefore, Karashmeh Lezichrin. It was called on his name as a memory. One of the hardest or harshest <laughs> trials that a Baruch Hu puts on people puts on couples, puts on, fa- on can't say families is the lack of childbearing you have families that Baruch Hashem that are Baruch Hashem families you have families that struggle and they have one or two children and you have families that struggle and struggle and struggle and not being blessed with children as of yet. May the Biracha come upon each and every one of them very speedily. May everyone be zeichet to hold multitudes of children in their arms and be able to see to it that they raise them and that they bring them up to Telechuk Maisim Tevim and ultimately to Chupa, as we say, Maisim Tevim of the good deeds that to watch the children follow in their ways, their paths. No woman should ever be barren, chasasholm. No woman should remain nakara. Every woman, married woman, should be blessed. And we should all see only brachas, yeshuas, nachomis, simcha, and nachas from the children.
Unfortunately, Yair had no children. So therefore, around this city, these little shtetlach were called the children of the offspring of the big city. It says, Cheshven, Chol Cheshven was a city, a big city, and Chol Seha with a little shtetlach, little colonies of towns that were around it. Yair wants to emphasize that these kfarim should be like his children in a memory. Just like the kfarim or the benes of the arim, just like they're the children of the city, they should be too, so to his. We are the children of the Rebbe and we need to live up to that and we need to exemplify that and we need to understand what says Yesh Novi Bi Yisrael Yesh Nasi Bi Yisrael there's a prophet, there's a prince amongst the Eden we're referring to the Rebbe and although we don't see the Rebbe physically the Rebbe is with us every shirit and trit, every drichas regal, every step we take, every breath we breathe. And last night one of my mechtanim came over to the engagement, and he's not of Lubavitch persuasion, shall we say. But he has stories of the Rebbe, and he's telling me how the Rebbe's vision an understanding and a love for Kal Yisrael. Unfortunately, because it's not a chassid yet, not a full chassid, he doesn't see and depict the Rebbe as an actual king, as an actual nasi. One that doesn't just have random story, a two or three, with some people of his close circle, Kalal Yisrael comes to the Rebbe to ask requests. If you go to the Eil, if you go to 770, wherever you go to Daven, that the Rebbe bless us, and the Rebbe gives us what we need, gets to see to us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu hears our prayers. When you go to the Eil, the meaning is to write a pan, a letter, as we did when we went into Yechidus. And when we finish reading it, to give it up to the spiritual realm, we tear up our pan and we put it in front of the, in front of the grave. <coughs> it's a very big double grave there, in which you can put down the pan. This needs to be cleaned probably every week, week and a half. There are, I would say, hundreds of thousands of letters in that pile. On a daily basis, time, day, it does not matter. You don't come to the ale and find it empty. It's always somebody there davening and pleading and begging 
that this holy hallow place should be the place to hear your prayers and your prayers should be elevated to HaKadosh Baruch Therefore, as children of the Rebbe, we need to carry on the legacy of the Rebbe, not just by calling your children Menachemendel, the boys, but by being and following the way following the way that the Rebbe will be proud of us following the way that the Rebbe will tell us this is what I was looking for in Chassidim this is what I expected of my children this is what I expected Kal Yisrael to do, to pull it together and to bring Mashiach to Kano, God of Mamish. Amen, King Yeratsun. So Yair in turn didn't just change the name of these little cities that he captured. Ruvain changed theirs as well, the ones that they took over. And these cities became known, were called in names of Avedizara. Till then. Until, and then now to turn them all over, to place their names, that have names connected to service to Hashem. And thereby turning over the place from Tumah to Kedusha. And the same also in one moves, Mishanamakim, Shanamazal, Tevil of Racha. And the family member that moved this week to the, last week to a new house. And they shtaka have brachas and Yeshuas and Nechomas, Yezunt, Nachas, and Freyd, Panosab, Achova. They should find themselves in a new era in life as they forge ahead and they go from level Chayel to Chayel. So although the other Shvatim also changed the names of their cities, by Ya'ir it shines out, it sticks out more. The cities that were called on names of Avedazara, they became Chavais Ya'ir. A name that implies, that hints total turning over to the spirituality that come out in these different places to being places that were till now of Yedizara and now were made Chavis Yoir in of Chayis Ve'er light and life Chayis of Kedusha life of Kedusha and Eresh of Kedusha Vitara and light of Kedusha and Tahara.
This is special mission that's given here, a special message that's given here on these cities, the Shtetlach. If you my memory is working, or if I have a, having a senior moment. There's no comparison between a city that saw the king and a little, um, I forgot how you call it crack in English, a derful. That's all the king. Between a city that finds themselves close to the actual palace, and therefore seeing the king in a whole different and new outlook, whereas the people of the Kfar find themselves far from the city, far from the king, when he sees the king, it causes him a tremendous, tremendous pleasure and gives them tremendous spirituality and this is the life the light and the life of Kedusha until today, until this very day this city is known as Chavis this week we are uniting as we said, it's a soul relating Masay, and in Chutzlar it's relating Matas Masay. Until now, we are reading one parsha that's so they're reading a different, and now we are all reading the same. We will now continue next week with Chumash Devarim, Mitzvah Shema Baalinu Leteva, and we will embark on the new Chumash, and we will all do it together, both in Etzel and the Chutzlaretz. So, therefore, here in Chutzlaretz, we are learning this week Matas Masai. Generally, they're read together. And therefore, except as a soul, we see they're going to be laid separate. They were laid separate. Therefore, we need to find, being that they are laid together so often, we need to find a connection in the essence of the Pasha. They both talk about going into Eretz Yisrael. The end of Pasha's Matis, as we said now, talks about Reuven, God, Chasseh, Menashe, Ebayad, and Mizrahi. They conquered, etc. 
Parshas Masay talks about the 42 journeys Am Yisrael took when they left from leaving Egypt until they came to Eretz Yisrael. The conquering of Eva Yad and Mizrahi and through Shevet Ruven and Shevet Rasha, God and Shevet Rasha, Hef Shevet Rasha, was a touch, was a taste of the Eden going into Eretz Yisrael. Afterwards, Pashas Masa, we reach to the Shlav of actually entering Eretz Yisrael in the east. In the west, I'm sorry. As it says, Vyachnavav is Meav, Ayarni Yerechi. They rested over there. Literally came across from Yerechi. Which was the Menuula of Eretz Yisrael. Marish Nachum explains. This was the, the outskirt of the opening of Eretz Yisrael. Since Taylor's Nitzchis, Taylor's perpetual thing, it's not just a storybook. So we have to, in these things, we have to find something perpetual in the life of every Jew, of every each and every generation. Therefore, Taylor's Chassidus explains that although the, G- the Eden left Egypt, they took one step out of Egypt, they were out of Egypt. We spoke about this before. It was one journey. But still in all the Torah says, Mas'e b'nei Yisrael, many journeys that the Jews had, leaving Mitzrayim. Freeing themselves from their borders, freeing themselves from their boundaries, freeing themselves from their restriction of which they find themselves. Taking out the barriers not a one shot, it doesn't happen one shot it's a journey and each and every generation until they merit to the ultimate journey out of Egypt to bring us into the Gula so therefore this involvement of Ruven, God and Hefeshev Menashe the fact that they settle in Eva Yardin this is the true inner preparation for accepting and going into Israel. The lands of Keni, Kenizi, Kadmeni, which ultimately reflect on the Gula Mitis Vashlema. The lesson for us that the Jew needs to stand in a situation, a matzav, prepared always for Gula, prepared for the ultimate redemption, especially in today's days. The last days of Golas. We all need to see to it that we are prepared and ready to enter the Holy Land. The preparation for this is through each and every Jew. First and foremost, to redeem themselves from their. hurts from their bonds, from their restrictions within themselves that is done by adding Torah Mitzvahs 
And this way we reach to Geula Pratis, to a private redemption, each and every one of us from within ourselves, as the Altarebbe brings down Igeres HaKedish and Tanya Simindalit. Preparation to this is Trigula Cholis. By redeeming ourselves from our own restraint, our own restrictions, we ultimately translate into the Gula Cholis, the general, the Gula of Klal Yisrael and Kol Katzvitevel, from every part of the world. In addition to this, we learn Pashas Masay. All the journeys are a part and parcel from the ultimate journey of the Gula. Because within the deepest of depth of explanation, the going down of the Nishama is part of the going up. Yudida Tzedech Aliyah. And therefore, when a Jew finds himself in his Aravis Mayav, in the last parts in the depth of the Golas. We also said, we said before, Arvis is a guarantor, it also means Aravacheshech, the darkest. And he's totally moved by it, from the many tests, the many trials, many tribulations, the pain caused to them, the hurt that was inflicted upon them, and they need to find solace, they need to find peace, they need to find a way, they need to find a direction to overcome all these restrictions. Nobody ever gives up Chasachal. Opposite. By knowing that they have this, they strengthen themselves even stronger and harder to see to it that they come out smelling like roses, as we say. And by recognizing the hurdles that they need to jump and by pushing themselves through them, going on the not letting anything hold them back ever, but to go through and to fulfill the ultimate mission, the ultimate goal, which then ultimately will bring about the Gula Mitzvah Shlema take of Miyad Mamish Amen So every one of us needs to take away and peel away those restraints which we find ourselves, those restraints that hold us back and take us and hurt ourselves over the barriers And we need to be in a masa, in a form of journey, a constant journey. And we know that journeys are not just one step out of Golis that gets us to go, but each step that we take is another step out of Golis. Each step is part and parcel of the journey, the ultimate journey that each and every one of us needs to involve ourselves with. And we need to be able to gather strength. We need to be able to have hope and prayer. If chas v'shalom, chas v'chalila, 
we fell into any kind of sin. We went against the Ratzon of Hashem. Never despair. person needs to see to it that they bring about as Kehelis is written, Yisr Na'em and Acheshech. The overriding of the light from the darkness. Dafka through the fact that they ended up deep down in the situation in which they're in. Dafka through that they can rise up and they can swing the pendulum to bring themselves that much higher in the way of tshuva. And when they do so, and they ultimately elevate and purify all that they went through. And this is the only way that the Aliyah, the Aliyah can actually come about is because unfortunately they experienced the Yerida. They unfortunately experienced what they went through. Hayul it should never happen to anyone. But if they were given this test, HaKadosh Baruch knows who they are and their Neshama, how holy their Neshama is, how they can overcome and they can override this. And this is the same as we are sitting now in this Golos, which seems unsurmountable, which seems so dark, so painful. We need to remember that this Yerida is part of our journey to bring us to the Aliyah Gedela as the Novi Yemir says, Fafakti Evlom Nesosin. I turned over their mourning to joy. And Yom Elul, the Sosin, the Simcha, Ulameadim, Tev Mezachariah brings down these days should be brought and should be turned over to days of joy and happiness and to good Yom Tevim from Hate of Yemenu Mamish. The Sunday, Friday, as we said, begins the nine days. One should see to it to cut their nails today if they didn't cut them yesterday. Because nine days, if you don't have to, if you can cut them before, it's preferable. Thursday, we don't cut our nails. Friday will be Rishchidish, and people don't cut their nails in Rishchidish. Therefore, if you're going to cut your nails this week, you have to cut them now. Try to do all our laundry before so that everything is washed. We don't wash the laundry in the nine days if we possibly can do that. We don't have anything new in the nine days. We don't listen to music, of course. We haven't listened in three weeks. And many of us have a million, a custom not to eat meat during the nine days. It's halacha, actually. We don't drink wine during the nine days except for Shabbos where we could eat meat and, and wine drink wine and all the other different halachas that are, about, that are brought about for this nine days I've mentioned them and if not there are a myriad of resources in which we can look up or you can call your local rabbis and listen to and discuss but other you can go to the archives of this year Shir.us, and you will hear different halachas and minhagim of nine days. And eventually next year we'll be able to talk about the Geula Amitza Shlema and not have to talk about Tishavov. Towards the vision 
of Yecheskel. He says, "Vayitzeni lachot rakitzena, aderek derek tzafin, avieni alishka shenegad agizra." He took me out from the chotzachitzena, from the outer courtyard, and he brought me to tzafin. Now, there's different lashenas that he uses. Sometimes he says, "Vayivieni." He brought me, and sometimes it says, and he took me out. And here again is another way of telling us, teaching us, of he took us out of the chotzer, he took us out of the courtyard, he took us out of the restriction, and so too will be our way that we are taken out of the gullus, the bitter gullus in which we are in. Mishnah Midas Perik Shlishi talks about the Mizbeach. Mizbeach had measurements like everything else. The Mizbeach was known as the heart of the Beis Hamidash. Different kalim, different things that they had. Mizbeach was the heart. And not ironically is it that the Mizbech's measurements, Mishnah says, Mizbech ha'yishleishim ushtayim al shleishim ushtayim. It was 32 by 32. 32 is gematria lev, heart. So it's not, there's no irony in anything in that when it comes to Mishnah, comes to Teda. Everything has its basis. Therefore, this too is a message to us that we need to sacrifice from our heart. We need to bring about the ultimate tefillahs and penance to be able to merit to turn these days over to Yemesos and Simcha in a way that we merit the Gula Mitz with the Beis Hashlishi, Beis Hamidash Hashlishi. Pei Shishi, the Rambam says, Hamidash Kulei Loi Hoya B'Mishar V'Ela B'Mala Ahor. It rose up. Shalom Nichnas B'Shalom Mizrachi Shalom Abayis Mahalach Al Seif Achil B'Shava. There's one point where it started going straight. And then each thing needed to go up. There was always steps rising up, higher and higher, teaching us how a person never can be complacent. One always needs to try to rise higher and higher in order to go to the service of Hashem, which was in the Bishamidish, where we served like the Baruch of the Mitzvah. And once again, we merit our personal redemption and the redemption of Kali Yisrael, the Shabbos, HaGut Chedesh.